hated it so much that I would pull into my driveway after my long commute and cry yeah. and then pull myself together and go in and like give the kids dinner in their bath and then they go to bed and then I'd be crying to my husband again and like, I just can't do this. Pretty sure we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid nine to five, 40 hour work week. Life is short and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. Our guest this week is Katie Weed. She is a certified life coach for moms. She's a positive parenting educator, and she's also a podcast host. I went to one of Katie's online workshops a while back, and it really got me thinking about how I needed to have her on because so many people right now have been with their children for months and months on end. And if you're a parent like me, I don't know, I mean, at least I have been thinking lately when it comes to my parenting, I'm pretty sure I can do better. There are definitely moments where I lose my cool where the tension is so high between me and my kids and I just feel like I need a break. So I wanted to have Katie come on to one, share tips on how we can better communicate with our kids and better parent our kids in more positive ways during this time. Because I know in in terms of building flexibility in your life, if you have kids, that's a huge part of it. So Katie gets, you know, she talks about that a little bit. She's also started two businesses with her brothers that you'll hear about and sold those businesses, worked in the corporate setting, and she's now stepped away from that to do her own thing and pursue parent coaching full-time. So her story is really cool and beneficial to us all, and Katie is nice enough to offer these workshops online for free, and her next one is going to be the evening of October 1st. So listen to Katie, hear her story, hear her tips. And if you're interested in learning more, definitely sign up for that workshop. I'm going to have the link in the show notes. But apart from that, even if you're not a parent, her story is very beneficial to us all. And I'm really excited for you to meet her. Here she is. Hey, Katie, how are you? Hi, Angie. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited too, because I think what you do is so relevant right now for so many parents who are working remotely, working at home with their kids and just trying to maintain a positive environment for everybody. So I'm really excited to learn more about your story and get some tips that people can use moving forward. So tell us a little bit about you and um, your background as far as work is concerned. Sure. So I think I'll start sort of from the beginning to give the full picture of where I'm at today. So if I go all the way back to when I graduated college, I 
had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew that I loved entrepreneurship from the courses that I took in college. And I was like, okay, so how can I apply this? I'm not, I don't have any money to just like start my own thing. And so the, the logical place to start was in sales. And so I started off in sales and thought, okay, this is kind of cool because when you're in sales, it's sort of like your own, you have your own territory and your own clients and things like that. So it's sort of like running your own business, except you're a sales rep. Sure. So I was doing that. I ended up in pharmaceutical sales and doing some medical device sales and I was doing pretty well, but my brothers came to me with a business idea and said, Hey, we're going to start this business and we need your help. And would you be willing to sort of take a chance and start it with us? And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like this is this, this I'm, I'm in like a pretty nice sales job, but it was really super intriguing and it was in the arts and crafts industry. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm in my twenties. I start a business with my brothers and it took off pretty quickly and we sold it to the largest arts and crafts retailer in the world. And with that nice. sale, I was brought on to work in their corporate office. So I was still working, you know, sort of the same job, but under this corporate environment. So I moved to Dallas, was working for them to two years, for two years. And I really didn't like the environment at all. So, mm. so now I went from like sort of running this company, barely got it off the ground when they took notice and bought it. And now I'm in a corporate environment as a director in my twenties and I was like, everyone around me was just miserable and they were working their butts off and yeah. just unhappy. And I was like, why would, and I knew I was only there for a two year contract. So I knew this is short term for me, but why does anyone choose to day <laughs> after day come here and be miserable for the rest of their lives? Like I couldn't understand it. Right. So while I, <laughs> While I'm working there, my other brother was still back in Chicago working on our next big idea. Well, his next big idea that we sort of were now partners in, in all of this. And that was another business in the arts and crafts industry. It was an online craft store and none of the big players were online yet at all. So it was a really great time to jump into the online space for arts and crafts. So when my cool. contract was up in Dallas, I came back home to launch this new business and that was even bigger than our first company. We grew from, um, we, we grew to a million dollar business in the first 12 months with three employees, just me and my brothers. Wow. And yeah, so it was, we're rocking and rolling. We're building a team. We got investors, we build this big company. And then again, like this is years later, we sold the business to another one of the big players. With that, we, I was able to stay on at, as my role in Chicago, but it's no longer my business. I'm now we're again, sort of owned by corporate and yeah. things were changing. And I was like, this isn't my baby anymore. And so my wheels were spinning of like, okay, I am approaching 40 soon. And yeah. now like this, I'm, I'm in my own business, but not really anymore. And like, what do I really want to do with my life? Right. And I just was thinking, okay, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? What are my values? Like taking all of these things into consideration. And I kept coming back to this like life coach, parent coach thing. And how can I help other people not be miserable in their lives and yeah. 
do what they really want to do. So from there though, it's like, okay, how do you just, again, just start from scratch. And so after selling my business, I did what I felt I had to do to remain the like head breadwinner of my family and got another corporate job. So I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I was doing the practical thing and got another corporate job in marketing for a really big company. And it's like what anyone would probably dream of, like, okay, I'm this director at a big company doing marketing. And again, I hated it. So now it's like (laughs) 10 years later and I'm back in the corporate environment. And I don't know why I thought it would be different than my first experience, but it was the same thing where it's just like, it's, I can't explain it unless like you've, you've been there and have those utter like feelings of when you're in in that environment. But I lasted literally six months to the day in that role before I said, you know what, this just doesn't align with what I see for myself and I need to get out and I don't care what, what the consequences are. I'm going to go follow my passion and my dreams and do what I really want to do, despite like the paycheck and the title and all of that. And so I decided to go all in on what I'm doing now, which is a parent coach. Yeah, that's great. So how many hours would you say you were working a week? I mean, was it a lot of hours or was it just like inflexible in the corporate setting? So I would say it was, it it was more flexible than a lot of corporate jobs. It was a 40 hour work week, but it was in the city. So I'm waking up, catching a train before my kids are even up half of the time. I'm, I'm at the train station commuting into the city, get there, I work my eight hours, and then I would commute back home, have a quick dinner, put the kids to bed and get some more work done until late hours of the night. And so more than 40, like 40 in the office. And then extra, even when I'm out of the office, doing stuff that like just really didn't align with what I wanted to be doing. And like, you don't really have a say in, at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, it's, you're doing what sort of has to be done. And so I just, I hated it so much that I would pull into my driveway after my long commute and like cry and then pull myself together and go in and like give the kids dinner in their bath and then they go to bed and then I'd be crying to my husband again and like, I just can't do this. And luckily he's been like super supportive of like, okay, do what you need to do. Yeah. I was going to ask how that process went, just how approaching him about, Hey, I think I need out of this. And, you know, did you think through like, Oh, do we have savings? Like what was the process there? Yeah. So there's one extra thing in there. What I did was I actually took a sick day from my corporate job because I had no other time in the world. I took a sick day and went to the library and started job hunting and was looking and like, every single job I was like no 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 like they're all it's all the same I'm just gonna find myself in the same situation and so I was like what's something that could like bridge me for a little while so I can have time to work on my own thing but still bring money in and I started looking at like executive assistant type of things and that led me down a whole different path of jobs outside of like your marketing jobs and your sales Mm -hmm. jobs and I found this weird posting for a, a, an investor here in Chicago who was looking for not just 
an assistant more my title ended up being like chief of staff so i was this is like a bridge job that i had for a short time until COVID hit but okay so so he basically was looking almost for a coach for himself that could help him get all of his legacy projects off the ground that he wanted to do so he wants to write books start charities like do all these really cool things so i was able to come in and sort of assess all of his different projects and what he wanted to do and help him prioritize them and start bringing them to life. Nice. So I started doing that and he, and that was partially work from home, partially in the office. So I started doing that right. That's what I found the day that I was at the library trying to figure out what am I going to do? And I was yeah. like, well, this is kind of cool. So it sounds I similar for, like in a way to what I do actually. <laughs> yeah. Except for one guy. And so I applied for it and then he called me and he matched my corporate salary and had me come in and work for him and was like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Cause I'm also getting experience for the life coaching yeah. stuff that I want to do, which by the way, I was doing in the background when I had my craft business, I was already putting the wheels in motion and at night doing classes for um, my certification for life coaching and cool. trying to like just put the wheels in motion. So I was able to leave the corporate job and sort of do this bridge job with the investor up until COVID. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, it was like, we tried to work things out for a little while uh, remote, but really my position was a luxury position and yeah. for him. Yeah. And he had, you know, all of his properties not paying and like lots of different things going on and just all of the uncertainty. So the furlough came and it was without knowing if there is going to be a moving forward. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can be like devastated by this because I just started this like three months ago. And, but I could also take this as the biggest blessing in disguise that now I have to be home and I have to work on what I want to work on. And I wanted to do that anyways. And so that's what I've done. And sure. I am now just like full fledged working on my parent coach business and have seriously in the time in our lives that are the most uncertain and scary feel like I'm actually on the right path. Yeah. Which is such a weird like crossover there. Absolutely. That's so cool. That's such yeah. an interesting journey too. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, it's a long story to get there and it's like a lot of twists and turns, but I'm here now. So yeah. I'm also just kind of curious what it was like building two businesses with your siblings. I mean, was there any, um, sibling rivalry there or how did, I mean, was it all smooth sailing? It just uh, is really interesting to me. It was more smooth sailing than not, but yeah. Yes, there's always going to be <laughs> some sort of conflict. The great thing was we all have different strengths. And so we all had our different areas of the business that we would, would work on. My one brother is very operational and very tech savvy. And so he did a lot of working with the developers and the warehousing and like all of that. My other brother was like, class president and Mr. Networker. And so he, <laughs> he, he dealt with like all of our networking and investors and things like that. And then I'm very much like customer facing and 
the sales and the marketing side of things. So I dealt with all of that. So we had our lanes and we would cool. you know, consult with each other. If we had things that we disagreed on, like sometimes there would be blow ups and it would be like, ah, oh, you want to pull your hair out. But some of our best ideas would come out of that. We would, you know, fight, like fight for what we want. And then whoever fought sure. the hardest, and we, we'd make it work. So it was like, it, it worked. And then because we're siblings, I think we just grew up knowing like you let it go and then you still love each other at the end of the day. And yeah. so, but yeah, that was like, everyone's question is how do you work with your family? And it's, well, yeah, I mean, you hear, you hear like these stories even of family members that have passed away and then siblings just get in arguments about assets and all of these things. And it's just, they don't talk to each other for years. So I was like, that's really cool, but it's also, could it be risky to start something with your siblings? <laughs> yeah. Well, and we weren't blind to it. Like we, we yeah. I think went into it with a healthy sort of, with healthy boundaries and knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, family is what's most important and we're going to make our decisions based on that. And that's to this day, you know, what I'm doing for my own family now is the same thing. I'm making my decisions on what's most important for family. So. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Well, speaking of family, let's transition into, yeah, survival with your kids. I mean, and a lot of, a lot of people when they're trying to create more flexibility in their life and they have kids. I mean, that's a huge aspect. I feel like it's, they're trying to create flexibility because they want to have more time with the kids, but then also, you know, finding childcare, paying for childcare, you know, all of those things that makes it a lot more difficult. I mean, it's a huge piece of the puzzle for people to figure out. So how do you, first of all, balance, you know, now you're, you're starting your own business. You've been home with the kids or have they been, I mean, have they been home with you or have they been going to daycare? Yeah, they have been home. They are almost three. So Lucy will be three this week, actually, and almost seven. So I've got yeah. one who needs a little bit more, well, a lot more hands-on watching her. The seven-year-old, I can, if I've got something important to do, he's, he can keep himself busy. But yeah, they are here. It's weird times because of COVID yeah. and lockdowns and all of that. So I have had my husband home as well from his job a lot of the time. So he's been a huge help in the day-to-day. -day. Now he's back at work. So I'm balancing, you know, him being gone, having the business at home and having the kids here. Oh, so yeah. I'm readjusting to that. And what I found is if I can, I, I, I basically have control of, the hours of my day now because I'm here. So yeah. what I'll do is I wake up before anyone else and I can get stuff done before anyone's even awake and then still have snuggle time with them when they do get up, but <laughs> I've gotten, gotten a bit done. And then we have breakfast and like keep them entertained for a while. And then it's like, I'm going to go do some work for a little while and they have all of their toys. Sometimes they're watching their iPads yeah. Not going to lie. Like sometimes you got to do that. And, sure. and then I say, okay, I got a little bit done and I'll take another break and keep them entertained for a while. And I just balance it out so that they're feeling like they have enough time and they're getting their energy out. And then I also have enough time. And then my husband and I will just look at our week and say, okay, what days are you working? What days are you going to be home? And then I can build my schedule around that and say, okay, I can block off my calendar for podcast interviews because yeah. I know my husband will be home here. And it's just, 
preparing and like creating systems. Right. Yeah, that's huge. So let's, let's transition to a little bit about what you do with the positive discipline with the kids. What are just a few basic tips that parents might be able to implement, especially during this time when you're home 24 seven with the kids, just to keep everybody positive and not from blowing up at each other? (laughs) (laughs) I think the biggest thing is that we have to look at things from our child's perspective sometimes. And what is it that's making them either act out or not listen to you? And you might think like, oh, I told them they need to do this and they're not doing it, but why is it that they're not doing that? And like, even get down on their level and talk to them and ask them the question rather than just assuming that they know what to do. Like if you're telling them, go make your bed and they're not making your bed, have you actually like trained them how to make their bed? Do they know exactly what you're expecting from them. Like there's, there's lots of little things that you can do, but it's really setting, setting expectations, understanding what they're going through, asking a lot of questions, talking with your child rather than talking at them. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely makes sense. Even getting the getting down on their level thing. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about the positive timeout? Yeah, sure. So one thing that I like to do, so I grew up in a family where if we did something wrong, we got timeout and it, in a punishment sort of way, timeout. So which is super common. Same here. Yeah. If I'm, and and I used to do it with my kids as well. So if, if Miles is hitting Lucy, that's one. And then he knows like, Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. He does it again. That's two. And when he would get to three, I would send him to his room. And he is in there like pouting and mad and and upset with me. And it worked, I would say temporarily, but guess what? The next day you're doing one, two, three again, because it only works in the moment. You're dealing with the behavior. You're not dealing with the belief behind the behavior at that point. So there's something in positive discipline that we like to teach, which is called positive timeout. And this is something that gives the children the option to go somewhere where they can have sort of a cool off spot. And so rather than giving them a punishment for acting bad, you can say, hey, Miles, what's going on here? And why are you hitting your sister? And he'll be like, she was, she was hitting me first, blah, blah, blah. And so you could say, it sounds to me like you need some time to cool off and let's go to your positive timeout place. And this is something that you guys have built together ahead of time. It's a place that you work together to say, okay, where is a place in the house that you feel really comfortable? And what things do you need in that spot that will make you feel better in a time that you need to cool off? And it might be that there's a corner in their bedroom that has a bookshelf and their favorite books are there and they'll go and read books in the chair or it might be you know it could be somewhere with soft blankets and they like touch is going to make them feel better and so rather than sending them to go sit and be mad and be like oh I can't believe she sent me the time out and be angry with you you say okay you can go cool off give them some space, give them some time. And then when they come out, it's like a fresh start and you can start over and there's no hard feelings and people feeling upset with each other and you're not 
blowing up at each other in that moment rather than connecting. I like to look at things that, how can you connect instead of correct? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to yeah, try so, these things. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of tools. Positive discipline is is one aspect of what I teach. And yeah. it's really, there's like 52 different tools that you can use to pull from when you have things going on with your kids. And it's like, okay, what's going to work at this moment? And if that doesn't work, you could you can try something else. So positive dis- discipline is just one aspect. It's It's a set of tools that I can use. The other thing is, is really like as a parent or as a mother, like what do you need? What are your unmet needs? Because if you have a lot of stuff going on in your in your own life and you're feeling flustered and you're feeling chaotic, that's yeah. going to trickle down right into your children as well. And they're going to feel chaos and they're going to feel like things are out of line. And so I really like to look at it from, you know, not just positive discipline and how can I parent, but how can I as a mom feel good and feel in alignment so that it makes my whole family run smoother. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, me personally, one thing I do is I go once a week at least to float in one of those salt tanks, <laughs> you know, oh, cool. where, yeah, yeah. Where, where it's, and, and of course at first, I mean, I have an actual monthly membership to this place and I'm, you know, we are living on an extreme budget back in the, you know, when I was just like my income. And so, yeah, I was just like, I don't know if I can justify spending the money on this, but it's so important to, I mean, that is the time where I go for an hour. Nobody's touching me. It's dark. It's quiet. I disconnect from technology and the world. And I'm just like with myself floating (laughs) and it's just really that sounds great. sounds amazing. So, yeah, it is. You should look into it, see if there's one near you. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's what I do. And I get creative in there. I think about my business in there. Sometimes I fall asleep in there. But yeah, I totally see what you mean with getting what you need and making sure you're having your time. Absolutely. And I have my best ideas in the shower. And I've thought about that a lot is like, I, I love water. I'm finally away from everybody. <laughs> and like, yeah, I just, so that sounds amazing where the, the ideas can flow when you're quiet and away from everybody and have a moment to yourself and you're not like, what's next, what's next, what's next. So, and every mom needs that. And it's really, really hard to find. You have to create it for yourself. And so yeah. I try to help moms find that I hate the word balance because I think it's impossible to balance all the things that we need to balance. There's no way you're ever going to, you know, have an even balance of everything, but if you can find alignment of, okay, here, what are your priorities and how can you fit all of that in and make schedule time, make time for all of it. The time's not just going to be there. You have to be intentional and purposeful around it. What would you say? I know there's a lot of people out there that might listen to this and just be like, I don't really feel like I have any support necessarily as a mom or as a parent, like maybe you're a single parent. So, I mean, do you have any insight or tips that, you know, because I think that's the biggest obstacle for people as well with this topic of creating more flexibility in your life. If you're a single parent, especially, or, you know, maybe you live in a city by yourself and you don't feel like you have that much community yet, you know, what would you advise for for a single mom maybe, or a single parent? I would say if time is a problem, the first thing you need to do is start journaling about 
not even journaling, but write down what are all of the things that I need to get done? What are my priorities and what needs to get done over and over again? And how can I fit that in? And I think quality time with kids needs to be added into that as well as like all of the practical things that you need to do or like yeah. the, the must haves. You need to say, okay, I need quality time with my kids. I need one-on-one with each kid. I need to get things done for my business. I need time for myself. Like what are those things that you need in order to feel fulfilled and make sure that you're setting time to do that. If you feel like you don't have time, what can you drop out of your day to day? Like what don't you actually need to do? Or do you have to wake up a little bit earlier to get some of that done? Or is there anyone that you can ask for help? If you're a single mom, I know it's extremely tough. It really is especially with COVID and not being able to have people come in. So it's, it's really about dropping the things that don't matter and prioritizing what does matter. And then, you know, you, you might have to hustle for a little while until like, I'm in that mode right now too. I'm I'm hustling so that in the future, I'll be setting myself up for success. But what's the next best step today that you could take? Don't get overwhelmed by everything going on what's the next best step today? One step forward. And then you start to feel the momentum when you take those steps and don't try and tackle it all at once. Yeah. I like it. Setting those boundaries. Super Mm -hmm. important. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I think being honest as well with your kids about it, like what you need. I think a lot of times parents underestimate like what their kids will comprehend. Or, you know, if I actually take time to be like, mom needs a break right now. Like, this is what I need. And we'll play tag after this 15 minutes, you know, like they they get it. They understand. I mean, yeah, they're more understanding than we give them credit for. I think sometimes (laughs) they they really are. And I'll even, if I know, like if I have a podcast interview like this, I will, before it happens, intentionally spend time with them and say, okay, we're going to play and we're going to do this. And yeah. then mommy has a meeting. I'm going to go take care of that. And when it's over, we'll have some more time together. But I need that hour of you guys playing with each other and letting mommy do her podcast interview. And then we'll, we'll be back. And they've just gotten a little bit of time with me. So they're like, okay, mommy. And they understand. And they're yeah. not down here knocking on my door and, and bothering me. So it's, it's, they get it. And right. then you're just setting their expectations. Yeah, I like it. That's cool. Well, how can we find you and connect with you if there are any parents listening that want to get in touch to learn more about all of your offerings? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a podcast as well. It's called Motherhood Aligned. And I talk about all of these things of family, feeling good, creating more calm than chaos in your life, parenting, all of that fun stuff. And then my website is the same, motherhoodaligned.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all of that. So I hope people come and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing your story. It's super cool that you, you know, realized what you needed and that you weren't being fulfilled and then you stepped into it. So it's super inspirational and you're going to rock it. You are rocking it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you too. I appreciate it, Angie. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at accountabilitybuddyforhire.com in the podcast section. And I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. 
Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Accountability for Hire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life. And I'll see you next week.